empowered by the Constitution, strengthened by the Bill of Rights, the American citizen was bestowed with the power and responsibility of civic engagement. Today, your voice is needed now more than ever, yet barriers stand in the way. How to start, where to begin, it can be confusing and overwhelming. We're here to help you take that leap, breaking down those barriers, providing you with the tools and knowledge to take on civics undaunted. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hope you're having a wonderful day. On today's episode, I want to talk about two subjects that have kind of been on my mind as I think about the political side of civic engagement and the influence that it has on our entire system, world, and those two topics are the emotional aspect of politics and the informational aspect of politics. So what do I mean? There is a fantastic book by Drew Weston called The Political Brain. It's a hefty read, highly recommend it. And what this book does is it breaks down the logic and kind of how a voter votes. So to summarize it really kind of succinctly, at the end of the day, a voter will vote based on how he or she or they feel about a certain candidate. And it's really as simple as that. Now, what's not simple is what makes up how they get to those feelings and emotions. And there's a whole bunch of examples of ways that you can kind of break through and influence how people feel. But in our system, it's been very much polarized. And I think it's an important aspect to understand, especially as I think about not just this election, but the next 10 elections. And if people like you are going to be civically engaged and doing the hard work of creating better, healthier, more vibrant communities in your home, then we need to figure out ways to kind of parse out that emotional piece. And why? Well, 
it's because we can very often vote our emotions and the end result of that is those politicians who get elected to office then implement policies that are not thought out that are not aligned with our morals that may not be aligned with our best interests and yet if politicians ran just on the policies it wouldn't inspire anybody to get up and go to the polls because voting is an emotional act it's a feeling of you doing something of making your voice heard and there's no real logic and reasoned argument that can create and inspire that same level of commitment that an emotion of anger or hope would do and i think president obama and president trump are two perfect examples of both those emotions in how it inspired people for one reason or the other to vote and vote in record numbers so that gets me to the other half of the informational side of the coin so information and good information is easy to come by but hard to find especially in our internet focused lives so we have very much any sort of information we would want access to because of the internet because of things like public libraries we can pretty much access the information that we need to vetting it can sometimes be a challenge and still that information won't help us in any acute election year but what it can help us do is advocate for build a coalition around certain policies certain initiatives to accomplish greater good in recent years a good example of that is here in the state of Connecticut maybe three years ago I don't, I've, it was before the pandemic so 2019 is that four years no last three years we had a number of towns and cities pass plastic straw bans plastic bag ordinances all sorts of measures to kind of reduce the use of plastics in town and i distinctly remember that maybe like five or six towns in quick order passed these bans and then the legislature in their next session passed a statewide restriction on plastic bag use and it just sort of made me think of how everything interplays and you have had people who 
climate change is their issue. It excites them. It's why they vote. It is the reason they vote or don't vote for a specific candidate. And that's the emotional piece, right? But then you need to pair it with the informational piece. And they knew that plastic bags were unnecessary. There was a way to curtail their use. And rather than vote for candidates based solely on that policy, which is unemotional, they took that information of what they knew was the right thing to do advocated it for on a very local level and then lo and behold it became a larger piece of state legislation and in some ways you know that bubbles up to the federal level as well i'm not aware of any legislation that included a federal plastic bag ban but I do know that in a lot of the current legislation that passed recently with the climate change uh, provisions in the Inflation Reduction Act, the Infrastructure Bill, etc., that there are many ideas that were play tested, you know, or worked out at a local level. So when it comes to this interplay. It's important to know when you're going around, you're having your conversations with everybody that emotions rule voting habits, but information will rule policy implementation. And I feel very much that if you are listening to this podcast, you are probably more aligned with having data and reason and understanding the why behind candidates and what they're going to do and what policies they're going to implement. And sometimes that can get lost in translation of, well, why did 50% of people vote this way instead of that way? So I just wanted to spend a couple of minutes today talking about that kind of laying out the differences between the emotional act of voting and then the informational act of policy because I feel it's really important to bring that frame when you are having discussions with your friends and family because it can be frustrating sometimes and I know that I personally had to learn when someone wasn't hearing you and you could be laying out all of the correct arguments with irrefutable data and facts and there's just no swaying the other person and then 
you get frustrated because why is this person not listening to me? Why aren't they hearing what I'm saying? And that's because their vote, their feeling on it is linked emotionally. And you're not going to be able to persuade them with facts and data. You need to persuade them with an emotional argument and appeal to something that they can really connect with. So an example of this in my life is I have a close friend who isn't really a big fan of the socialization of medicine and you know, putting more money into Medicare, Medicaid expansion, things of that nature. And if you don't believe that, that is 100% your right to have that policy view and no problem. And there's no data that I could present that would really sway it. But I was able to appeal to their emotional side and talk about how their relative got really sick when they were five or six years old because of an unfortunate accident and due to their family making at around the federal poverty level they got access to the state medicaid program for their child and when you could connect it to that emotional feeling of oh this is no longer a high level discussion of insurance it's this directly affected my child and helped me you can parse through and get your argument to kind of sink in and understood so that's kind of what I wanted to touch on today is the first just little step in what is driving voting habits, its emotions, versus what drives policy, which is empirical evidence, information, and you can't, I shouldn't say you can't, but Often, you cannot effectively appeal to someone with data if their emotions are set in the other direction. You need to appeal to them emotionally. So the one thing I would ask for you to do today is take some time to think about how you have voted, what motivated you, and think about those times that you were persuaded by data versus persuaded by an appeal to an emotion, hope, anger, fear, you know, kindness, whatever emotion that is. And just sit with it a while because I think the more that we can understand the emotional side of civic engagement and how different people feel and think about issues, and if we can start to treat each other and come at each other from a place of 
human empathy and treating each other like a complex and whole person will start to talk to each other better we will be able to have a stronger discourse and in the end create a better world and stronger communities because we're no longer at attention with each other we're now communicating and really working through issues to create the best outcomes for all involved and that's it's going to start stop succeed or fail with the fact that humans are emotional creatures and that it is our emotional connections with one another that drives this entire society thank you so much have a good day and we will be back next week Thank you for listening to this episode of the Civics Undaunted podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can you please head on over to podchaser.com and leave a rating or review? These ratings make a big difference and really help get our podcast noticed. So it would be much appreciated if you could go on over there. Civics Undaunted is a production of the Civics Institute, and it is produced and edited by Katie Kacharski please visit www.thecivicsinstitute.com to learn more. Thank you again for listening and have a great day.